Daniel Fagella with Emerge, and thanks for joining us here on the AI and Business Podcast. There's a number of topics we focus on here on the AI and Business Show. Those of you that have been longtime listeners, you're well aware we are not going to teach you how to code. We're not going to explain linear algebra on this podcast. This is not a show for purely engineers. This is a show for people that need to deliver AI results. They need to find use cases, build a strategy, and deliver on ROI. That's why it's called the AI and Business Podcast. We focus more on the non-technical executive leader. One of the critical skills that those leaders have to understand is how to staff and build out an AI team that can actually deliver on projects. Finding opportunities is very important. Vetting vendors properly, which we've covered in the past, very important. But building a team that we think can really execute successfully and has the right talent mix is something that I think there, frankly, just isn't enough content in the world out there for, especially for non-technical folks. But that's what we dive into today. Our guest today is Dr. Dmitry Efimov, the VP of Machine Learning Research for American Express. Obviously, American Express, multi-billion dollar, one of the largest credit card giants in the world. They've got a lot of AI deployments underway, and they have had them for quite some time. Credit cards is a little farther ahead, pound for pound, than most of the rest of the financial services space. And Dimitri speaks to his experience in what really makes for a successful AI firm. What's the right mix of technical folks, and how do we connect them to the actual business processes with the right team mix and the right communication channels to be able to deliver on fruitful AI projects? And that is the focus of this episode. One of the key skills that non-technical leaders are going to need is this skill around building teams, and I hope that this episode proves fruitful for you. So without further ado, this is Dr. Dmitry Efimov of American Express here on the AI and Business Podcast. So Dmitry, I want to kick this episode off talking first about just sort of the difference between, I guess, the, the research side and the production side of machine learning. You're on the research side. Obviously, you're very familiar with the business problems at American Express, but I think a lot of folks listening in aren't really aware that there's different strata of what different kinds of ML teams do within a, a mature enterprise. What are those groups? You know, is, is it research and deployment? Is it, you know, are there, are there three of them? You know, what, what are these core clusters and how do they work together? Yeah, that, that's a very interesting question. Uh, in a little bit, you know, background of how different companies approach that. In fact, I know several companies who approach that in a way that, okay, you build a model, you build machine learning model, and after that, you should implement it in production by yourself. And you should track that model by yourself, and you should make sure that this model works. And uh, at American Express, we have a little bit different approach. In my opinion, that approach is much more efficient. So basically, within American Express, we have several levels before we have model in production. And of course, the first stage is when we start you know, working on some business problem and trying to understand, let's say, how we can improve existed model or how we can build new model that benefits our customers. And when we create the model, of course, we do a lot of analysis. We validate it on some test data, and we do some kind of cross-validation. And after that, we start working with the capability and infrastructure team. And actually, this is the second, another layer where they take our model and they implement it in production. And there is very close collaboration between different players. And one thing which is very important, and in fact, this is a funny story I have, I didn't mention that because before uh, before joining American Express, actually, I uh, was at university and I participated in Kaggle competitions. Probably yeah, you know yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. uh, about Kaggle. And uh, in fact, just uh, as a side note, this is great community. And more important that I learned a lot what's happening there. In fact, there was one competition that uh, me and my partner won, 
in 2013. That was competition organized by, by American Express. But the reason why I start talking about that is that in competitions, actually, people use very interesting technique that's called ensemble. And ensemble means that you train many different models, like thousands of models, and after that, build another model on the top and obtain the prediction, you know, from that model. So just you combine several models together. And in fact, that doesn't work in production. Because if you try to, you know, run 1000 models in production simultaneously, you will never be able to get the prediction within limited number of time. I can tell you that for our fraud use case, we have to make decision within two, three milliseconds. So two yeah. milliseconds should yeah should take all data, prepare all features, and obtain the the prediction. Yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so that's why when you do research, you have to be very careful of what approach you use. Yeah. Okay. So it's not disconnected from production because if you just went with your Kaggle strategies on historical sandbox data, you're never going to build something Amex is going to use. Is what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's that's what I learned at American Express when I joined. First, when I joined American Express, I said, okay, let's just train, you know, uh, 100 models and we improve the, the, the performance. No, unfortunately, you cannot do that. Yep. So that's why it's like much, you should find much smarter way where you can reach the performance of this ensembling, but together with that, it should be fast. Yeah, this is, this is a really big challenge, Dimitri, is that the world, you know, I, I think about it broadly, it could be much more granular, but I think about it broadly, there's two sides of the talent scale that make... AI in the enterprise is really hard to do. One is that, you know, the VPs, directors, heads of who are not technical, they don't really understand conceptually what AI can do. They don't really understand the representative use cases. They don't really understand strategically how it could be relevant. And so we're going to make little toy projects. We're going to have really poor assumptions about the results we can get within what kinds of time and just all sorts of bad decisions from the top are going to happen. Similarly, people like you come in from university, you know, all smart and fancy, but whatever you did to get an A on your paper and whatever you did to, to win a Kaggle competition is just so different than what you need to do with limited compute in real time with actual customer money on the line, integrated with real IT systems, not some, you know, your own little laptop with, with you know, Python running or something. It's so different. And it, it feels like you've had to osmosis the business into you. And probably a lot of the other side of AMX has had to osmosis the technical understanding of AI <laughs> and yes. come together. So, okay, so these are hard <laughs> lessons learned. <laughs> yes, that's completely correct. And in fact, I can tell you that, for example, people who, who work for Amex, I can tell you that we have the best talent because when people come to, to American Express, even people with, uh, let's say, academic experience or some research experience, they learn a lot of new things. They understand that actually there are a lot of things that are not like, an, you know, they're not similar to academia. If you do some kind of PhD, it's very different from, you know, when you work in, you know, in industry. Oh, yeah. Especially in, in the financial area. So that's one thing which is very important. Another thing which is very important, and this is also one thing that I would like to br bring up. So when you train the model, and of course, there are different type of people. Some people, they just, uh, they're very good in training the model and they create perfect models. But there are also another type of people that we call like data analytics, or, or they do this data analysis. And I can tell you that that's extremely important to have these two types of skills. First of all, these technical skills to understand how to create the model. But the second is to understand why model is good or how you can make sure that the model is good and it will work very good in production. And this is another very important thing. Actually, we should be very careful. We have very strong pipeline of verifying. We have like several layers of verification before we run the model in production. 
We make sure that you know everything is okay, that data does not change. We have several internal tools that we develop by ourselves, like for example, data quality check. There is the proprietary tool that tells different data from different periods. And after that, we just it produces some score, it tells us, okay, this data you can use, and the distribution of this data does not change over time. This is very important thing. So and I can tell you this is very different from classical machine learning. This is much closer to the business. Hmm. Uh, and also the tracking the model. Tracking the model is extremely important. Let's say after you run the model in production, you should make sure that your model does not degrade, that it shows similar performance within the next two, three, four months. And here where we have this very close collaboration between decision science team and between our infrastructure and capability team. Yeah. So these are real world considerations for those of you who are going to be moving this stuff into into business. It's not just bring on your academic smart folks. Man, there's all these little elements that kind of fit into the mix. To, to kind of put a cap on this question, we're going to move into a second one and the back half of this interview. Put a cap on the question. Research, you know, you folks have to work with, I guess, the other side of the data science team who are working maybe more closely with strategy, maybe more closely with IT. And then they're the ones that have to make sure this stuff breathes its way into the actual systems. Is it like that? It's like there's the research team and then whoever the deployment production, I don't know what you call them at Amex, but they're probably more connected to, to strategy and IT. Is, is that the way I should visualize this in my mind or people at home should visualize it? Yes, exactly. You can visualize it in exactly the same way. There's a chain uh, yeah. and uh, there's a big pipeline. There's a chain. And uh, in fact, there is a collaboration between all these components of this chain. Even, you know, uh, we, we have a lot of meetings with this. Uh, we, we, we have meetings with strategy team, capability team, infrastructure team to discuss how it will work and so on. And I can tell you this is very beneficial for everybody and beneficial for American Express as well. Because actually, if you look at these different teams, they have completely different insights. So basically, we don't yeah. have just single point of view. We have like three, four different point of view. And that's why our models are the most powerful in this you know, industry. Uh, and most states of the art, because we do not just attach to the specific, you know, one point of view. We collect all point of view and after uh, come up with the best decision. And that's that's really what what AI requires, and and that's what I think makes it hard, Dimitri, in a lot of enterprises, is that this cross functional collaboration is tough, right? Because training a model is not just okay. I'm a data science. Give me the data. No, you know, IT is going to have insights about you know, the compute resources or how this stuff is going to integrate with, you know, the customer's login area and our analysts, you know, interface. And they're going to know how that stuff's going to actually connect and what's going to be good or bad for that side of things. Your strategy people are going to think about, you know, how is this in line or not in line with the evolution of the customer experience that the C-suite is driving towards, you know, the things that we really think are going to help us win in the market so we can grow the damn company. You know, your, your core uh, research people like you are going to be thinking about, you know, how do we refine and catch these edge cases and prevent drift and whatnot. And sometimes those are going to be countervailing forces. So unless you come together, but man, is it, it's got to be a lot of companies find a hard time making that collaboration work, Dimitri. You know, when you think about what it takes to make that culture happen, what is it? You know, because that, that is not a, that's not an overnight thing at Amex. It's not an overnight thing anywhere. You know, what, what makes that work? Yeah, uh, I joined Amex only in 2017. So, and uh, Amex has much longer history. Yeah, of <laughs> so, course, of uh, course. I don't know how this was built, but I can tell you my 
vision and my feeling, for example, when I joined Amex and what difference Amex from, for example, maybe other companies. So I think the atmosphere with Dynamics is great. And that's one, one key factor here is the people. In fact, I think within Amex, we have the best talents in the industry. And actually, this is the key idea. So if we have this, you know, different kind of talents, people can, can collaborate. They can, and actually it's very easy to connect uh, uh, between different people within American Express. I was really amazed when I joined how easy it is to just, you know, talk to different people and, you know, discuss something. I mean, you can, you can, uh, you know, contact any, any person within, within American Express, say, okay, let's have a coffee chat. Let's just talk about what, uh, what I'm working on. And, you know, this is like, po- like very common practice. So that's why to answer a question, I think we are very careful with it, like what kind of people work on. And I can tell you that we have the best talent within American Express. And in general, I think one very important thing is we have very strong support from the management. And this is very important. Our management understand that this is really important. And we really aligned on that. So that's that's also another very important thing, how it was built. Again, this is just my, my, yeah, my yeah, understanding. Because you came in a little bit later on, obviously. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, have, have good talent. Uh, you know, of course, it sort of makes sense intuitively. Very few people would say they have bad talent. So that's a little <laughs> tougher to act on. How, but I know what you mean. And certainly Amex, pound for pound, you know, a little bit more premium of a credit card sort of brand. And uh, certainly uh, my experience is only talking to your customer service people. And there, I think it's unquestionable that you have better talent. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure other places in the company you shoot for the same. A culture where connection and coffee chats can be normal and not weird, not siloed, and then management support that this is the kind of culture we actually want to have. It sounds like those are what's going to facilitate. Last question I'll run by you is something that, you know, some of our, um, we have a Emerge Plus is kind of the the more upgraded version of what we offer here at Emerge, where it's a lot of enterprise innovation leaders, a lot of AI consultants who ask really specific questions about making this stuff work in the enterprise. And people struggle with you know, when we roll out a new AI deployment in some part of the business, you know, you're working on um, credit card fraud, you and I had talked about before, but there's probably other areas around credit risk, other facets of Amex that are working on ML, you know, different pockets of the business. When we get a an initial project rolling, kind of one of the challenges is how do we turn this into something that actually comes to life where we can get support from business leadership, we can actually get the resources we need to realistically deploy this as opposed to you know, not enough resources to make it actually work and, and turn a pilot into something that turns into transformation and real value because that is not an easy transition in the enterprise. A lot of people are having struggles with this, with machine learning. Have you, are there any, you know, lessons that come to mind for you, things that you learned over the years or uh, that you see people make mistakes with pertaining to that? Because I think it's a very big topic. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. I mean, that this whole part, let's say, first of all, starting from the beginning, right, till, till the end. This is a very complicated part. I have my own vision, and actually this is my learning during my work at American Express, is that in order to make it successful, there are two different paths of how you can do that, right? One is that, let's say, uh, there's some business problem that should be solved, and everybody familiar about that, right? And then it's, you know, coming to all people and all people supports. I mean, if you go back to this pipeline, all people, all chain in this pipeline, they support it. And actually, they try to, to work on the same goal. And actually, this is extremely important. Uh, again, this atmosphere within company is extremely important because people understand that they have the same goal, right? This is one thing that, that I think very important. And this is what we have at American Express. 
The second thing, which we also have at American Express, and actually I'm, I was really surprised because American Express is a very big company. But actually here, every person, for example, within decision science has own voice. Basically, for example, let's say we work on some specific problem, right? And if you see that, okay, we can improve it somehow. In this case, actually, you can bring this up and you can have discussion and it's very easy to do. And actually, this speed up the process a lot. So basically, we don't have this bureaucracy procedure to, you know, launch the model. So we, we have this, you know, like simple pass in case if this re, is, this is really important business problem that, you know, should be solved. Actually, it, it becomes very, very, very easy to implement that in production. And that, that was one of the, you know, I, I told about that. This is one big surprise for me because American Express is a huge company. But within American Express, it's very easy to implement this part. Yeah, well, I mean, a lesson for the listeners, and Dimitri, you could probably second what I'm going to say, although if you have additional clarification, please do. Something for the listeners in the big enterprises is that you can't just take the guys that win the big Kaggle competitions in academia and A, expect them to have business context right away. It took you a bit, Dimitri, but you're a smart guy. You got it. Bigger, bigger thing I'll say, you can't just bring them in and think that if you don't have the culture right, you can retain them. Because if you came into Amex and it was impossible to have any conversations with people in other silos, and it was really hard to iterate and think quickly about actually improving and deploying things, all of your friends that got picked up at Google and got picked up at Amazon, they'd be tweeting about the cool stuff they're doing. And even if Amex was paying you more, you'd eventually you know, get out of there because you know you want your Twitter feed to look cool too. I'm, I'm just using that as an example. But but yeah, I mean, it's I would imagine it's very hard for a guy like you to be in an environment where you couldn't have that, right? I mean, it feels like that's important to retain good talent. Yes, yes, I, I completely agree. So the culture is very important thing. And if you don't have culture, even if the guys that top, you know, the best in the world, that will be very difficult to use, you know, these uh, skills, you know, top skills within the company. That's I completely agree. Big time. Yeah. And, and hopefully yeah. some of the folks listening in will Take that to heart. Dimitri, I want to clarify one thing as we wrap up this interview. You mentioned that there's kind of two paths, and I, I want to make sure I'm getting it right in my head so that I can transfer it properly into the listeners' heads. One was everybody knows it's a problem. So we have something going on in the business, strategy folks, IT folks, whatever, the, the board, you know, whoever needs to be involved, the data science team. We all get it. We all can come together and work on it, and then we can start attacking it. The other approach, if I'm hearing you correctly, is when – how would you describe the other approach? I want, I want to visualize this. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes uh, just simple example. Sometimes, for example, there is some small problem that, you know, people are not familiar with or people just didn't work with, right? And maybe some, you know, people, they notice that and uh, some, you know, maybe some team, right? They notice that and they start working on that and they notice, okay, this is very important problem that can, this problem can, you know, improve our customer experience a lot or, you know, save a lot of, a lot of money for the company. And then, there should be, you know, easy path how you can promote this and how you can make sure that everybody, everybody become familiar with this problem. So it's like, you know, it's like from, I would say that, there are, you know, theory when, you know, you, you a leader from the top to bottom, from bottom to top, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So, so it could be, yeah. So you're saying, you're saying that that's what you mean. There's a top down and a bottom up sort of way. Exactly. More, more or less. One is 
There's a directive. It's pretty clear to understand. We can all yeah. get on the same page. The second yeah. is somebody in IT or somebody in data science or maybe the research side like you says, whoa, this is an opportunity area or this is a risk area. And then you've got to advocate for that. And what you're exactly. saying what you're saying is a company needs to be able to have both to really flesh out its AI efforts to make things work. Exactly. Because both passes are very important. Cool. Another culture point. This became a big culture interview, Dimitri. I don't even know if we intended that, but, but we drove home a lot of important points about that, obviously, from your great experience jumping into a very large and substantial company and doing exciting things. So I know that's all we have for time. Dimitri, thank you again so much for being able to join us. Thank you. I enjoyed this interview. Thank you very much, Dan. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the AI and Business Podcast. Big thanks to Dimitri for being able to join us on the show. If you want to make sure you never miss another future podcast, obviously stay subscribed to the show if you're not already, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to us. And be sure to also be subscribed on the newsletter. You can opt out at any time, but we send a newsletter out every Tuesday and every Thursday. You can go to emerj.com. Up at the top right is a little button for subscribe. If you enter your email there, you'll receive all of our latest interviews in addition to our latest articles articles, infographics, and more from Emerge. So if you want to stay ahead of the curve for use cases, best practices of ROI, which is what we do here, then be sure to subscribe on Emerge.com. Otherwise, that's all for this episode. I will look forward to catching you next week for our Tuesday episode again here on the AI and Business Podcast.